I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Can I suggest you shut up and show more football? Come on, come on. Bigger, bigger. We've done that thing. I am flabbergasted. I wouldn't even let them on the bus after the match. I get a taxi back to Manchester. <laughs> Again, don't, please don't call me arrogant because what I, I'm saying is true. I'm a, I think I'm a special one. When the seagulls follow the troll, it's because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. Thank you. Understand what I'm trying to get at. Yes, he was a great player. Yes, he was a wonderful leader. But he wasn't a magician. I'll take a bow, son. I mean that. Take a bow. Good to go. Good to go. Well, by the way, I've been good to yes. for the last half hour. Well, we, I, I know, we sometimes stumble into this in such a relaxed manner. I, I, I'm not sure you're ever entirely with me, but this is take two, courtesy I'm of the with you. technical issues that we've had this morning. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, picky. <laughs> Messed up big time, yeah. Uh, I'm Richard Keyes. And I'm Andy Gray. And this is Keyes and Gray, the podcast. Um, properly into the business end of the Euros now. Um, I've, I've said every week and I've said every time I've been on it, I've really enjoyed it. Um, been loving it in the B-In studios. Uh, there's a, a picture on um, uh, online, I know, some, some notable football figures, Andy, that we've been in the studios with. And I, I, I think... Um, Enormously grateful to the boys, Peter Schmeichel, Absolutely. Marcel Desai, Gianfranco, Ridder, I mean, my Hulitz. goodness, yeah, Robbo you know. and Jason. Yeah. Um, it, it's really been extraordinary. Martin O'Neill, of course, joined us last week on the podcast. Um, thoroughly enjoyed Detective spending time O'Neill, with him as well. Detective O'Neill. <laughs> yes, yes, he has a fascination with criminology. And if you missed it, go back and take a listen. It really is well worth it, I promise you. Um, this is uh, the housekeeping. You can follow us. On Twitter and Instagram at Keys and Grey Pod, uh, do follow and subscribe um, on whatever platform it is you choose to download your pods from. Now uh, we have a competition at this time every week. We have really? listeners Andy to this podcast from all over the world. All right, um, we'd like ready, to give a, a shout to a particular place where f- figures have spiked, spiked across the last oh. week. And he- here we go. Are we I don't think you've got a cat in hell's chance of of coming up with an answer to this, but I think our guest might quickly come in mm-hmm. when I start to offer you a few right, clues. Okay, okay. I am called the city of a thousand spires. Stockholm. I have a medieval astronomical clock. Copenhagen. No, it was last week. I have cobblestone streets. Glasgow. The Charles Bridge is a landmark. Charles Bridge? Mm-hmm. 
This became the home of the Kings of Bohemia, a seat of culture and art, which is where I thought our guest could come in. I'll it explain. Must more be Scandinavia. No, I'm Prague, the capital of the Czech Republic. Oh, <laughs> who at the time of recording are set to take on Denmark. Sorry. sorry. Ah, Denmark right. in the quarterfinals well, of the Euros. Reason, <laughs> so welcome to our listeners in Prague and the Czech Republic. In Prague. Thank Excellent. you so, so much. By the way, that's a beautiful city. Yes. Do you know what else it reminds me of? I would guess a late night. No, no, no. no it, was a, it, was actually, it wasn't a great night in my football career in Prague. Gone. When I got sent off in a World Cup qualifier ah, playing for Scotland. Andros on... on Anton Andros. Anton Andros. Like, in fact, he's as big as, he was as big as our guest. Yes. He but was, he, he was probably twice as wide as our guest. <laughs> you, well, you caught him. I did get sent off. Swedish Michael, thank you so much Peter. for joining us. Morning. Good morning. Uh, we are. I knew it was Prague. Ah, yeah, you did. But honestly. <laughs> to be fair, he was mouthing to me. Prague. I, I just didn't know if I uh, was allowed to say anything. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. No, no. This is. I, this... I wanted to have the big introduction. We... Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you didn't. Well, I didn't. Well, Good morning. Welcome. Oh, thank you. The last time we sat here with a guest, uh, Robbo aside, Paul Robinson yeah, yeah. was in for 10 minutes, which was good of him was with Nigel de Jong. We spent the best part of a quarter of an hour talking about coffee. Yeah, we did. Because mm. he loves his coffee. And so when I was getting ready this morning, I thought to myself, what would be the one thing that Peter Schmeichel could not do without in his life? Smorgasbord. Coffee. Really? <laughs> really? It's, a, it's the first thing I do in the morning. I'm very surprised there's no coffee on the table now. <laughs> no, uh, well, yeah, well, I'm surprised there isn't a cup of tea. Well, so, oh, sorry, you, if you'd have got here in time, you'd have found that, 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 that Techie has had his cup of coffee. Has he? I've had my cup of tea. You've walked through the door, sat down, put the mics up and said, let's go. No, you said, come on, sit down and let's get this done. <laughs> That's a big did difference. I, was it me? Are you sure it was me, Pia? And the tone was a lot worse <laughs> than what I just did. <laughs> uh, so, coffee. Coffee. Well, when you, when you well, start I've, talking, I'll go make some coffee and tea then. <laughs> <laughs> True story, right? True story. We've told it before. When we were at Talk Sport on a Friday, we used to have the book club uh, for 45 <laughs> minutes between quarter past 12 and one o'clock when we went off air. And Andy was always at home on a Friday. Um, we were so good, you couldn't tell he wasn't. No, no but he only had one book, as we refused to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> nonsense. There were as many books available as... <laughs> Required, but I would take the time out to read the book as a courtesy to our guest, obviously. Yeah. So I knew when I started talking to our guest at quarter past 12, I would hear from Birmingham. <laughs> and these were his headphones coming off. <laughs> because he wasn't that bothered at that point in the show. Uh, around about five to one. <laughs> well, th thanks for that. Thanks for our guest today. It's been great. <laughs> well, Peter, I did used to go in the kitchen, put the, put the kettle on and put the radio on as well while I was in the kitchen and listen to Richard for 40 minutes. Yeah. You were listening. I was totally listening. You're yeah, not, absolutely. You were not in the garden chipping. No, chipping no, no, no. I was no. listening to you because I had to make sure I was back in time for Richard. When he said, Thank great. you. Every week I thought, oh, no, here we go. Here we go. Uh, I'm slightly disappointed you said coffee. Do you know what I wanted you to say? Um, Football. Music. Oh, music. But yeah, the thing is, music is a very big part of my life, but I don't listen to that much music. No, but so you make weird. it. Do you? I play it, yeah. What um, I play, at the moment, I play guitar. Oh, sorry, what do you mean, at the moment? Well, see, my, my father was a, mu a musician, and he, he obviously wanted me to do what he did. Uh, he, he was educated at the music college in Poland, and 
Um, so he wanted me, piano is the most important instrument. Right. So he wanted me okay. to play piano. And I, I played piano all my life. Um, I've had lessons on many, many occasions in different parts of my life. Actually, in the busiest period when I played for United, uh, I had lessons for two and a half years, just around the corner from the training ground. And I was doing, I was practicing and rehearsing for hours every day, just trying to see how good I could become. Uh, and then life and football gets in the way uh, and, you know, just fades out. But with COVID, because um, there's not really that much to do, <laughs> um, it was an opportunity to to take lessons again. And I always, want, honest, always wanted to play guitar. I've all, I played guitar from when I was a kid, right. um, but I wanted to, to sort of see, see how far I could take it. And uh, since my wife's youngest son was taking lessons anyway, and you know, in COVID, we you know you do it via Zoom, I started to take lessons as well. So I've been playing, I've been playing guitar for many many hours since uh, March last year. Not bass. Tell me, not bass though. Proper six string. Well, well, there's the other a story. Night, was five. Oh, <laughs> see, there we go then. There's no. a story there because. <laughs> well, it is six. Yeah, yeah, of course. The reason I, the reason I know this is <coughs> I, I was um, lucky enough. I mean, an extraordinary night, Andy. Well, it, the night became day. Um, I saw Peter pick up a guitar. Uh, it was five strings because five, one, one, one was missing. <laughs> nevertheless, I was astounded. I, I, honestly, just pick pick a. It's something I've always wanted to do and never got anywhere near. Yeah, I'd love too. to play an instrument, can't, won't now. But but to see him just pick a guitar up and 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 play as comfortably and as easily as you did was was extraordinary. Um, and I thought, obviously, it's a little bit of research required. Mm -hmm. I, I went on Wikipedia and found your dad was a jazz fan. Was he? Was that his bass? My 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 father was. Um, so so he was. Uh, so he's musically educated. That was that was the training he took, and he was when he when he was still in Poland, because he's from Poland. He was uh, employed by the state circus, no, the state uh, theater, and traveled around the country uh, in in that in their orchestra. And then, of course, when he came to Denmark, uh, he had to find his own way. So he. He started out with a, a jazz quartet, uh, and then s slowly all that got phased out. It's really difficult to make money uh, or make a living, a living out of that. And when the kids came, and they came quickly, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he needed he needed to put food on the table, and it changed into something else. And but he, my my father, yeah, he was a musician all of his life, and um, and so so music was a very big. Um, uh, part of, of of our life growing up. My mother is a music lover, absolutely. She, she's the one, that's the first thing she does in the morning is to put the radio on. Mm. Mm. And she will listen to music all day. She is, uh, she's 87 years okay. old now. Um, and she, she is going to every classical concert she can get tickets to. And she will go by herself, uh, but she also, she'll bring friends. Uh, but the, that is a passion that uh, that I grew up with for music, and of course, choosing football was not so popular. You know, was it, it was easy, no, it was not. It was uh, it, yeah, but you Good have choice. You, I mean, yeah, 
Well, you think back to that time and think back to where I where I grew up. So I so I am from Denmark, and we we didn't have uh, we didn't have any professional league or any kind of money being paid to any athletes in Denmark until they changed the law in 1978. By this time, I am 15 years old. And here's a quiz question for you. You can ponder all that. Right. Who's the first player ever to get paid in Denmark? Peter Schmeichel. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> no. 72, no, did you, you say? This, right, okay, hold on, 72. I, I, I put it to, I think he's a World Cup winner. It'll be... Um, World Cup winner? Brambu. Oh, no, no. World Cup winner. <laughs> Brambu didn't even exist. There you go. Didn't. Well, Brambu was sort of like an obscure club. Must have played for Copenhagen. But you must be impressed that. that I pronounced it he correctly. He wasn't Danish. He's a World Cup winner. No, but he must have played that he must have played in Copenhagen. No. Nope. Uh, played he, in Denmark. He 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 got signed by Herning, which is now it's part of what is now FC Midtjylland. Yeah. Let's keep it until the end yes. so that those who are listening can ponder <laughs> on it as well. By the way, uh, two things. No, 78. 78 World Cup, all right. No, 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 I didn't say that. <laughs> no, I said, you said he, he was a World Cup winner. He's a ah. World Cup winner and he, he was, yeah, he got signed 1978. Um, <laughs> we often talk about Alexa. You refuse to go down that path. I, 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 I can't find any. I um, was, a, was an early advocate. To those listening, if you want music first thing in the morning... Uh-huh. I have discovered the most sensational radio station that I can imagine. Just say, Alexa, play smooth jazz Florida. What? It is unbelievable. It's not just pure jazz, Peter. It's just learned about it now. So (laughs) pure jazz, smooth jazz Florida. Just play that. It's trad jazz and modern jazz. It's everything. It's 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 stuff I've. I'm yeah. thinking to myself, that's not jazz, but I'm, and, and anyway, um, back to the subject matter. At 15, mm. you have a choice. I can be a musician, do you, or a footballer? <laughs> oh, I never had the choice of being a musician. I never, never good enough. Never put another, enough effort into it. Uh, I, I would be practicing on the piano. I, I could hear my my friend playing, playing football. That wasn't. Uh, the greatest inspiration to put the work in that you have to. I mean, in order to in order to become a musician, you have to be very, very good. You have to put a lot of hours in. Or you've got to have a a a special songwriting, singing talent that takes you above all that. That is very often uh, a natural thing to have but can be, uh, you know, enhanced and perfected by training. But I think that if you if you can sing, uh, you have an easier, no, not easier, but you have an opportunity to make a living. It's very difficult to, to make a living out, out of just playing an instrument. Uh, but to do so, you have to be so good. You met one the other night, didn't you? Oh, Christ. Gary. Yeah. Gary. Gary Greg. Gary, Gary, Gary. Uh, oh, my God. Did you do a duet, did you? Gary you. came out of the closet. He never. He didn't. Well, it's about time he did, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's about, I've always wondered about him. He lives in a closet because live music in this country is banned at the oh, moment. Yeah. So, so the, the closet is adjacent to the restaurant. So he sits and spends his time entertaining from yeah. the closet. But when he came out the other night and, and Peter picked the guitar up and Gary and his, his girlfriend, May, started to sing, wow. Um, honestly, an absolute treat. <laughs> and, and I think you enjoyed him accompanying... You and vice versa, didn't you? <laughs> no, it was, he, he's incredible. He's got such a powerful voice. 
he's Scottish. Yeah, but he's, he's not. So he's, he's a Celtic fan. So so uh, he doesn't you know, count. Some <laughs> to be, to be but it's amazing because what you got, what you got with um, uh, because of the accent, yeah. the Scottish accent or the Irish accent, when you have a really talented voice and you you have that kind of musicality, because of that accent. It makes them, the singing interest interesting. Yeah, people say that about me a lot. Pete. I've yeah, heard no, about no, you. No, I've they, heard people yeah, say... They don't. They don't. They, they don't. I, the first time Different I saw you things. sing Great Balls of Fire, which is your party piece, <laughs> you were good, but I think age has, has, no, no, has, no. has dimmed my, uh, no. my, my my admiration a little. Oh, no, I've got an eclectic mix Oh, do you really? Oh, yeah, right. yeah that, okay. that I can tongue to it any time. <laughs> you, can, you can go in the closet when Gary gets oh, snapped yes. up. Because I've got a feeling there's a bright future for that boy that lies ahead. So, if we still haven't gone beyond 15. No. It wasn't really 15, it was... Did you know you were a goalkeeper? Yes, I knew right from the beginning I was a goalkeeper. Coach said to me after five minutes, mm, you better go and go, because it wasn't, it wasn't great. Were you a big lad at 15? Were you a big 15 on I was, I was big-ish, big but, right? but not massive. I, right. wasn't, I wasn't the biggest, well, I was one of the biggest guys, but uh-huh. I, didn't, I didn't grow sort of everyone. Uh, right. Uh, outgrow everyone. But I was biggish, yeah. Right. But I wasn't a very good player. And the coach thought, well, probably safest for everybody if he goes and goes. Go. That's a good decision from the coach. <laughs> about five minutes. It took five minutes. But you see, that, the, what, what's fascinating for me about that is that um, we, we all, I think, did the same thing. The, the, the perhaps less gifted individual, mm. male or female, when we played football at school, would always find their way into goal. Mm. But being a goalkeeper now, Something you said when you were with us last time about how a goalkeeper can dictate the way a team plays. Yeah. Being a goalkeeper now is so important in a side and, and has become in the last 20 years surely the one position that, that has grown beyond any other yeah. and changed so dramatically. Yeah. Do you agree? I do agree. 100%. Yeah. I think... Um, I, I don't think you have... You won't stand a chance of winning anything unless you have a goalkeeper that fits perfectly into the style that you're playing. And I think that coaches are now, the good coaches are now looking at that, thinking what kind of person do I need to play the way that I do? Uh, so, what, so what's been really interesting with these Euros, for instance, is, is, is to, to sort of see how the, how the game has evolved from literally out of nothing. Two months ago, everyone kept the ball, you know, you know the the big the, the big statistic yeah. was how keep many possessions. Just yeah. keep possession, ba 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 ba, and then wait for an opportunity. Um, and up up until two months ago, every team that I have watched at, at just any de- at de- decent level, all mm. the Premier League, some of the Championship, uh, they could keep the ball and would mm. pass a ball up to to players who were who had somebody in in their back and pass it. And now we see. We see something different. We still see that, but we see it's more attacking-minded. Mm-hmm. So players are quicker to turn the game and get the ball up the other end. The variation of the long pass and the number of crosses, it's been unbelievable. It's been fabulous. Now, in order to play that kind of game, you know, we, we, we know that you cannot, you cannot play a possession-based game unless you, you commit players Players must get into position where they can receive the ball. Mm-hmm. And it's not enough to have one option. You need two or three options every time you have the ball. That means everybody's got to move. And that's leaving spaces that can be exploited if you lose mm-hmm. the ball. 
And you need you need your goalkeeper to be able to deal with that. Your team needs to trust the goalkeeper. So if we lose a ball and the ball goes into those areas, like a long ball up the pitch, that the goalkeeper can either come out and get the ball or he's strong enough to face that one-on-one if defenders help put, put, putting the, the striker on an angle. So all this is very important. But it, even to start that bit of the game, possession game, you need that extra man. You need that goalkeeper to... Because you put pressure on a team on the last third, you win the ball, it's brilliant. But if you lose a ball in your, your own third, it's not that great. No, it's not. So therefore, you need that extra man. And that means every time that option or those options are not on, you've got to be able to put it back to the goal, goalkeeper, even though he would be slightly under pressure. Mm-hmm. And we see this in every game, and every time it happens, I'm like, because oh! it never happened. In, I mean, that was... A no-go in my time. And we've only really, we've yeah. only really seen one mistake. Yeah. That uh, was a freak yeah. mistake. Yeah, freak mistake. Spanish goalkeeper, yeah. But well, the goalkeeper then can dictate... You said a goalkeeper has to fit in too. Yeah. A goalkeeper then can dictate the way in which a team plays. Yeah. Or has to dictate. Yeah. So... Um, it's no good just having a good goalkeeper now. Well, I was going to say, think, can, can, you, can a top-class goalkeeper play at the highest level if he can't use his feet? Can't. Can't. Yeah. Yeah, let me tell you I something about somebody can, I played with. Honest. You'll know him as well. Um, and I thought he was, when I coach, I, I was Ron Atkinson's coach when we, I worked for them at Villa. Mark Bosnich. Yeah. Uh, Mark Bosnich, I thought, was a terrific goalkeeper. Yeah. Absolutely different class yeah. between the sticks. His biggest problem was, and you know what I'm going to say, yeah. he couldn't deal with the football back to him. He, he, he was uncomfortable. His control would let him down. His distribution was poor. So what I'm saying is, even though he was a terrific goalkeeper, could the fact that he couldn't deal with the football, could that stop a goalkeeper hitting the very top? I think it, in today's football, is very, very difficult to make it to the very top if you can't use your feet as a goalkeeper. You said but having said that, and if you using Mark as an example here, mm-hmm. um, back then... Practicing mm-hmm. using your feet That's was right. not prioritized. If you look at goalkeeping training today, yeah. half of the session is about the feet. You know, they're keeping the ball up, keeping, you know, taking part in uh, in, in small possession games. Uh, um, so I'm, I'm sure because a lot of a lot of your talent that, that, that brings you to the very top, it's not about your physicality, it's all about your mentality. So it's a mentality to to uh, um, to understand what you need to do to get to where you are. I know this sounds a little bit sort of, but your mentality, you have to be very, very strong, but you also have to realize or be aware of what you need to do to stay there. Mm-hmm. So if you if you find that you have weaknesses in your game that will stop you from being who you are, you have to work on them, but you have to identify them yourself. How different would Manchester United be with Peter Schmeichel in goal today to the way they play with David De Gea in goal? What kind of a question is that? I'm not asking you you to compare yourself or him to you. I'm not. I'm saying how differently would the team play, which is an entirely different question. How... (laughs) 
And you, I think you understand it now, don't you? <laughs> yeah, but why didn't you ask then that, that then? <laughs> well, I can't ask him that because... No, the, why didn't you ask the question then? <laughs> I asked the question because we've had the conversation previously and, yeah. and, and United are different with De Gea in goal to the way they might be with Schmeichel in goal. I think it's a different team Can anyway. you explain that? It's a different team anyway. I think there's a, there's a big difference in the mentality of the players that I played with to the players' mentality now. That's got nothing to do with Manchester United players. That's just generational players, thing. Yeah. Um, things, development is happening slowly. So Man United has gone from being um, a team. So when I played, for instance, we, we wanted to get, get the ball as quickly as we could and be up the other end. Mm -hmm. We can meet people all the time. Mm -hmm. But we aren't committing people in the knowledge of having um, people like myself in goal, uh, Brucey Pallister, center half. Uh, it was Paul Parker. It was Gary Neville, of course, uh, Danny Zervin. Mm -hmm. um, so we would commit either left or right, and then the other guys would look after what, whatever was coming. And sometimes you had to even, you know, you had to put maybe Brucey Pally up mm -hmm. there as well. And then you're taking really, really big chances, really big risks at the back. But they could only do that because they knew that the guys at the back had a good chance of sorting out whatever problem came our way. But so it's different now. With the goalkeeping thing, though, as Richard talked about, of course, you, you didn't have to deal with passing the ball in your own 18-yard box no. when you played. So it was much more difficult for a goalkeeper to pass it out in your day because people would squeeze up to the edge of the penalty area and say to you, well, if you're going to pass it out there, we're going to jump all over you. Whereas now, of course, the goalkeepers can get it in the six-yard box. I mean, I see goalkeepers passing it back, yeah, goal yeah. kicks, yeah. passing it back. Yeah. So it's much more difficult. Yeah. And, or different. It's very different, it's different for a goalkeeper now. It's so different. more goalkeepers now tend to play it short than in your day because... The chance to play it short was limited. You had to, had to go down quickly yeah. and go quickly to get it out the penalty area. But it's now they don't. They can roll it in the penalty area and take as much time as yeah, they Yeah, the team, the teams. Do you like that play. part of the game that's been changed for a goalkeeper? I, I think you know it's an it's an evolution on on the goalkeeper's job, and I think right. it's it's pretty cool to see uh, how well they're dealing with that. At the same time as you know, top end the, the quality of the sort of traditional goalkeeping skills. All of that is still, you know, in play. Um, but the, I, I, I don't know if it's, it slows, it slows the game down a lot. I agree. I, I think, that's the one thing I don't like about yeah, it. It really does I think slow what the game we, down. But, but I think in this respect, us who has grown up, if you can say it like that, with football, mm -hmm. The main football, the, the main attraction in football is from from uh, the British Isles. We kind of like the tempo. We like this uh, <laughs> all or nothing in every minute. Uh, a tackle is, you know, it's celebrated as much as a goal. And we <laughs> <It> was. <laughs> we will be, well, actually, it's funny because, you know, I go back in the day when we had people in the stands. <laughs> but, yeah, what was that like? But, <laughs> When um, I think it was a Champions League final, and like I, I failed to remember who it was, but that was a tackle there, and the referee, by the way, in that game was really, really good. 
I think they must have just had the meeting about how they were going to referee the Euros because right. he was play he was refereeing like it was the Euros. He was fantastic, and that was a tackle. And you know, of course, you got Chelsea supporters and you got Man City supporters there. And I'm in a corner where they split. That tackle got celebrated like a goal, <laughs> yeah. and it got just reminded me, you yeah. know, of, well, of so did righties when he left you spinning. <sighs> I was a dismissed police. No, that was, <laughs> you know, I, I I talk. I mean, people they 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 talk a lot about this. I I hold no grudge against him. Actually, he's a very good friend, and I I, I really 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 like him. Um, and that was that was a couple of minutes there that day that that wasn't great. But I think we can all we can all find uh, a point in our lives where we were not great. Uh, and his conduct after. That's just been fantastic. So, Righty, we love. Yeah, I, I, I love I him mean, as we've well. spent time here in his company, and yeah, as yeah. a player, I just I loved his. But, but do that, you know what? You, I, what I saw that night was two guys that were just yeah. not giving ground. Exactly, yeah. and I, 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 I've, you know, I, I look back at and there was an after after thing with that, which really, I mean, in the heat of the moment, he might have, you know. Put a little petrol on the fire. Oh, just about. Just in the heat of the yeah, moment. Just about. It's great fun. <laughs> but he pulled back straight away. Yeah. But there were other people there, uh, pushing themselves into the limelight. You know, trying to take uh, control, credit. Uh, I say no. I, I won't say any names, but there's there's one guy in particular that I am very disappointed with. And thank God he's not in football anymore. Um, but. Uh, this guy just made it so much worse. Which which jersey was he wearing? He's not. He was not a footballer. If he ever played football, I'd be very surprised. It wasn't Keezy there, was it? <laughs> <laughs> He's waited a long time yeah. to say that. <laughs> uh, I've got was, to get uh, to the... Uh, go on. No, but I, I just on the righty thing. Um, so, I, of course, I... In the immediate aftermath, I was a little bit upset. Um, but then I also realized that 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 he was precisely like I am. I mean, there's exactly. no yeah. there's no different between me and him. Um, you know what was happening, didn't you? And she's kinda, coming towards you. You yeah, know what's yeah, happening. Yeah. And it, okay, it was. It's what it was. Honestly, yeah. I, I that's been put to bed. Yeah. You know, immediately after. You know, that that for me, it's nothing. Um, but I kind of really, honestly, I really enjoyed. Playing against Ridey, um, and and looking back, he's probably one of my favourite opponents, mm-hmm. um, and he he will claim that he never scored against me, and I will also put that to bed because he scored an absolute cracker in the charity uh, uh, shield. Uh, one of them where you go like that and you know it's in, <laughs> and you you have two choices, you know, I. Uh, you just let it happen mm-hmm. and just be fixed or you dive and you're going to make it worse for you. So, you know, and I just went, I stood and <laughs> then he could sort of... Just, oh, by the way, on Charity Shield, I've got something. Remember we were talking the other day about how many penalties you saved you couldn't remember. I think I found another one you saved. David Seaman. Correct. Yeah, but they don't count. Didn't they? No, they, well, it's it's really, no, open play. They're, they're, no, oh, you talking open play? I was just yes. thinking the other day. I, was I take no pleasure from that because <laughs> because John Jensen scored, <laughs> and I'm waiting for him. I'm waiting for him, 
and he miss kicks the ball. It's honestly, it's so funny. He tells me afterwards, he was so nervous, so nervous. And he had this plan. And as he's walking out, taking his steps up to the ball, he forgot his plan. He had no idea. And he's looking at me. I just stood there. And then he miss kicks the ball. And you know, you, you know, with a miss kick. You weren't laughing, were you? I love I was stories. not laughing about that, my <laughs> God. I was, I, I mean, saving for David, was, that was all right, you know. It, was, uh, it would have been great had John Jensen not scored. Yeah. But, oh. Just to complete the answer as to how different United are now, they were more prepared to take risks when you were in goal. A different sort of football to that which yeah. they play now. Yes, I think, again... It is. It's something I see in football now. No, and something I don't see in football anymore. Yeah, yeah. So I again, I think it's not a Manchester United thing. It really is a generational thing, where um, the way that that or is it a foreign coach thing? I, I think influencing the Premier League. I think it could be a combination of of a lot of things, but yeah. it's definitely also a. I think it's a generational thing, more than anything, because it's a, it's a mentality. Mm-hmm. So uh, I come into this Manchester United squad. I, I come in, you know, early nineties. Up until that point, football was a way to survive. You had loads of people in there. That was our opportunity in life. They, they probably wouldn't make enough money to, to get through life, but it was an opportunity to do something. And they were fighting tooth and nail to do that. Mm. And they were. Next. I was one of them. <laughs> but that you was, probably. That was my generation. But yeah, but precisely. But this, I came into this. I loved it absolutely. Mm-hmm. I used to go and watch Stockport County play. I lived not far from it, and you come into Stockport County Stadium, and everybody, all you know, I'm not saying all the players lived just around the stadium, but few players did. And you sit there and you speak to the people there. There weren't that many people in the in the stand. Yeah, this guy is coming through, and he's just from down the road. All this local thing, you know, mm-hmm. football became an opportunity. For to survive, really, or a means of to survive, and and possibly learn new skills, getting you know opportunities after that. But in there was the element of survival. I need, I need my bonuses. Correct, absolutely. So I am. We are one nil down, and I need my bonuses. So now we're gonna we're gonna you know throw it in there, and you were <laughs> fighting to, to 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 get this point. Today in football. When you're 16 years of age, there's a lot of players making more money than the best paid player in my time. And that makes a little bit of a difference to their mentality. And there's nothing negative about that. It's just the way it is. And then I think maybe the change with foreign coaches in the more tactical bit, and we, we do it in a different way. And I've come across a lot of coaches that they are incredibly stubborn in, in how football is supposed to get played or supposed to be played. Uh, and I don't understand the lack, the lack of flexibility. And I, I don't was going underst- to say, how you sit with people who to, to continually say he plays football the right way? Yeah, no, I What's don't that think... all about? I can tell you what, I've played football many, many times the wrong way. Yeah, me too. Uh, there is no right way. And there are many ways. We, we, so... I'll give you a good example. We we played this the, the treble season '99. Mm-hmm. Um, we when when I obviously I'm going to throw this in now because I have a book out. 
in, well, good. You know yes. that? I, I know you Did have you, a book out. Yeah, I, I, to, I am waiting no. with bated breath because he's already but. teased me <laughs> yeah. about a tale in the book. And I have courteously not <laughs> asked him what the story is, Andrew. Well, I'm happy to buy the book and find out when it's when it's so, published. When's the book I, out? I, I When's would, the book out? Uh, September, end of September. Called? Called One. Brilliant. Right. Brilliant. Great title. But I've had to look back. I mean, it, it, it's not... Of course, there's a lot of football in that. It's very much a travel through my life and my father's life, and um, so so it it the whole basis of the book is me middle age, um, and a big question: Why? You know, I'm nine years old. I'm saying to my mother, I want to play for Man United and I want to win an FA Cup final at Wembley with Man United, and she's looking at me. I don't even know what she she knew what I was saying. <laughs> I'm not sure she knew the words, you know, but I said that and it was in my head all the time. This is what I want. This, so my question is why? Why can someone in Copenhagen, a suburb of Copenhagen, say that and then end up achieving it? So what is it? So I've had to look at my family and uh, my upbringing, everything. Uh, and it, it's, been a, it's been an interesting travel for myself. Mm. And f as a starting point, that, that was the only thing it was supposed to be for me. But of course, when you do do something like we did in '99, winning the treble, um, you're also having to look back at how could this happen? What, where, you know, where did we separate ourselves from from the pack? So everyone talks about the big games, you know, Villa Park, Arsenal semi-finals, you know, the Juventus, the Inter games. Um, of the last game, Tottenham. I fail to remember many of the Premier League games, if yeah. I'm completely honest. But then, then I'm I'm thinking, yeah, everyone forgets that we. I think at the end of January, we played Charlton away. We're we we're, we're we're and we're not having any any joy. We win that game one nil. Andy uh, <coughs> Dwight York, sorry, <coughs> Dwight York scores in the last minute, on on a cross from Scalzi, who. He's had the ball. I think Gary Neville's overlapped him and he gets back and the ball goes in the box. Yorkie hits it in. But in this time, in this period, we're just piling on the pressure. We're just adding people to, to the attack more and more. So what we are going to do, we don't know this is this time, but we're trying to, we, <clears throat> we're trying to win the game, not to draw the game, but we're risking losing it. Mm. So when, when, when you do your count at the end of the day and you see that you win this Premier League, by one point to Arsenal. And you go back and you think, whoa, Charlton, mm -hmm. we won with one point. Had we drawn that game, we wouldn't have won. We lost it, we Had we lost it, we wouldn't mm -hmm. have won. But we chased that that extra two points. We chased that win. Um, and that is something I don't see very often in uh, in today's football anyway. Risk, reward. It's a well, long answer, it, but it's, it's, it, it's, it got people, me where I wanted you to go because yeah. it's, it's a... You know me well enough yeah, to know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's fine. See if football is very much a thing these days. Oh, yeah. Moments, okay? Moments. When you got chipped in the final, you, keepers know, and the Finally. ball comes back off the bar. Champions League final. Ah, hits the post. For 2-0. It? it does. It, that, that, the chip hits the post. Post. Yeah. No, Yanka hits a bar. I Are knew, you thinking? I knew the younger one was definitely in? not in. No, I, I, I knew the younger knew one that hits a bar. Right. Yeah. I knew for sure it wasn't going to go in. What about the chip? No, he's. It's the bar, man. It couldn't have been closer. I mean, think about that, you know. Just think I about, am. No, think about, think about the bar's that thick. Yeah. So I'm now showing three inches. Yeah. 
the, the football is like that. In order for that ball to get you, they, that needs to be so much further down. But you knew that. I know that. I know that's. I don't know how. I know it's not going computes in. Computes it. Computes it quickly. Yeah. But you know that that you know the chip. <clears throat> the chip was different. The chip was. Is that why you turned around and were ready to catch it? I had I had a suspicion that it would hit the post, but I was more I was worried that it was going to go in. But but we're talking about that. That is precisely it. Here, here we are. We're one nil down, and we're risking everything. I actually have a whole chapter called Risk Mode, where I go into detail about this. Mm-hmm. But we we have committed people forward. You know, we are gambling on on yeah. you know that the guys, me, Stam, if Gary's back or Dennis is back or Ronnie is back, that we can deal with whatever they throw mm-hmm. at, at us. There is that's another example. Effenbach cuts in it's easy for him to cut in because there's no, no there's only, I think there's one defender there but he's just pushed a little bit to the side <clears throat> which gives me a little angle <clears throat> a little angle to, to close a goal down a little bit that means I can then when I can close a goal down I can move forward a bit mm. right I'm risking risking being chipped of course uh, and I don't think he's trying to chip but he's hitting it high and I just get my fingers to it but you do that and it was it was if you, you you can it was calculated. This was something that was part of our plan, but it was never formulated. Yeah. You know, it was doing it by instinct, by having done it year after year after year. And you just you just become better and better. And you get to trust your players. Mm. And that's why you can do that. But it, it's definitely a mentality that comes from Right, I've always wanted to I've always wanted to ask and <coughs> I'm not sure if I asked George given he's been here. <coughs> but I'll ask you because you, you would you would, would be more aware of it. Yorkie would just be away in the moment. <laughs> he would just be he would just be. Off. When 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 you equalise against Bayern Munich, you equalise in what the ninety first minute? Something yeah, he's, like he's, the board's gone up, so we've passed the ninety minute. The right. board has gone up. Board minutes. has gone up. Yeah, I yeah. think first goal. So then most most teams, most clubs would be saying, right, get back in, get set, take extra time. We'll sort this out. We'll beat them in extra time. But that team. I don't think did that. I didn't have that mentality. It seemed to me that not only did you equalise, it looked to me as if you all felt we can win this mm. before. <clears throat> Was that the case? I I can't speak for anybody else than myself right. there. So I'm running. I'm running back. I I always felt that we would get a chance. Right. I always felt that. I never thought that we'd lost the game. Mm-hmm. You could sense they they sort of. They were protecting more and more, uh, and you know, my instinctive experience, if you like, mm. with this team was that that was probably the wrong thing to do with us. Because mm. don't give us the initiative, because we have players who, out of nothing, can score a goal, uh, and we've seen that in the run-up to to this final quite a few times, actually. Um, so once we scored that goal, I'm I'm running back, and I'm deliberately running quickly. Because I know how long the celebration will be, so when I get back, I get time to compose myself. And all I'm thinking now is, get your pulse down. We're going into, can't remember, silver goal, golden goal, something like that. That that was, so silver goal. No, no, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It wasn't in. Yeah, I tell you. What was that? It may have been. Oh, for the same reason. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I have never. I have never played with this rule, never. 
and I'm thinking about the final in 96, <laughs> that I, I don't want to be the guy that loses us that game. Yeah, so I now yeah. need to compose myself. So you you're know, thinking you're going to extra time. I'm thinking we're going to extra time here. That, that's my, so I'm getting myself right. And as I'm doing this, we score again. <laughs> as he doing this, he looks up, he's back four and nowhere to be seen. <laughs> we score again. Amazing. I'm like, whoa. It, it was remarkable. Yeah. You were there that day, weren't you? I was there working yeah. for talk radio in those yeah. days, yeah. And yeah. I, I, I've, I've rarely witnessed anything on a football, and I've seen United win, win games that they should in never the have done and in the third half. And <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday know that well. Sheffield Wednesday I mean, know that but very well. What an, what an, listen, I, I mean, I could sit here and do this all day and I, I, we can't, but just bring this full circle. In order to escape the pressure and football, what did you do and where did you go? So, uh, I, when I came to Manchester United, I always had my family. I had my kids. Uh, so I've, I tried to be a normal father have a normal family life. Uh, and of course, you play on a Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, the kids will go to bed. So you, you can't use them as an, as an excuse. So um, you want me to say I drank a lot? No, I don't. I want I you to say I went to my music room. Yeah, I did. I had I had a music room in my garage and I it, it was... Uh, I went there ever so often and, you know, realised it's now six o'clock in the morning. I've spent eight hours out there. Just took me away from the world, um, and and no one, no one ever interrupted me there. Uh-huh. I was no, I had no phone or nothing out, um, and then there was this one day the knock on the door, and it was my uh, my then wife. She said, "Oh, you got to come and watch this. You got to come and watch this," and I've, I, I'm like, I haven't the faintest idea what what's happened? happening. I come in, and uh, I see this Kevin Keegan interview with you. <laughs> Where he says, I would love it. Oh, no, no, oh, I don't mind. That's the only time I was ever interrupted out there. I would love it. And that night you knew you were winning the title, yeah. didn't you? I, I, if, if I have to be very, very honest here, I always thought we were going to win it. Because I, I just, do you, know, do you know when you have, you play in that team, you don't see many defeats in that team. You, you know, we, we come through... A, a very, very long period of a lot of injuries, key players. We were always slow starters, but it, I mean, yeah. for some reason, one, once we got up to Christmas time, we started to sort of pluck away. And once we got into this pluck away mode, mode it just, just seemed to be unbeatable, yeah. regardless of who yeah. we put out. Yeah. And I could see the, I mean, what Kevin had created with Newcastle was incredible. It was beautiful football. It was so exciting to watch. Uh, but it was also very risky football, yeah. and and they they would get caught. That they would play. I just I'm just saying, you know, a Coventry on their day, and and they wouldn't get through. They wouldn't be able to score. And once they didn't score, you know, they they always there was always I don't a think risk. Coventry's a good team. You That's say. probably beat Coventry. Yeah. One of the regrets. <laughs> I I would have loved to have seen that Newcastle side. To coin a phrase win a title. I think they yeah, deserved yeah. it. Kevin deserved it. They royally uh, entertained, uh, which would mean you had one less, but there we are. I'm, I'm sorry. Final question. <laughs> what kind of a thing is that? That's terrible, I know. After you see, sitting you here see, for 40 minutes. I mean, how many medals do you want? You don't begrudge one. Surely you can have yeah, one back and say, there you go, let's have that. That was a magnificent one. That was one of the best they have. Last question. Catching them like that. Where did the star come from? The star? Mm. Or oh, the jump? 
Well, I had the pleasure of uh, the other day <laughs> setting our canteen in PN and watching handball. Yes, uh, we, we, we had, weren't that enthused. I yes. also had this, I got the slight impression that you didn't understand the game. No, so, well, so trying to explain it to you now would probably be a waste of your time. We do understand the game. One team scores and then, then the, the other, other team, team goes down the other end and scores and it's whoever's scored the last goal when time's out that, that wins. We but, were just remarking to be... That we hardly ever saw a goalkeeper make a save in handball. Yes, that's fair. And you said nonsense. So we wondered oh, whether yeah. the star, because then you told us you played handball. So we then think, well, because handball goalkeepers jump like that, like a big star, mm. we wondered if that's where See, it Martin O'Neill has taught as well good work, yeah. Poirot. Yes, very good. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> did it originate there? Yes. So so. When I was a kid, I mean, football was always my, always my priority, but we could not play all year because of the weather. So when the weather got really bad, our team played handball. Uh, and in, because we played two, two years together, every second year we had a goalkeeper and every second year we didn't. So that, I, I then went in goal and the other year I was outfield. Uh, and outfield, that, that's also, you know, the throwing comes from there. The, uh, good point. the uh, good point. Yeah, very good point. So what? Wow. What do you have? So I know you didn't see a single save there. <laughs> <laughs> we we but to be fair, we only watched it for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say we watched it nearly as long as we were out the other night. But there so, we are. <laughs> uh, if a goalkeeper saves in handball and it goes out, you know, in football it would be a corner. But it, it's not a corner if the goalkeeper touches it. So what you and you have a big net behind the goal. So the ball will always be there. So as soon as someone's you know, shooting, I'm either saving and catching or, or touching to go wide, I will very quickly get the ball and then my, my, my wingers will be up yeah. there and you go counter. So that, that was something. And it's, because you played with the same guys in football, and don't forget, we're small guys. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're like 10, 12, 14 years of age. We kind of did a lot of the same things because handball is that kind of game. It's very, very quick. It's very, I mean... And, and it's not that easy to score a goal. If you're up against a great... What? Break, what? <laughs> if you're what? Against, Just throw it at the goal and it's in. I don't want to insult anyone. <laughs> I don't want to insult anyone. But, but, and I'm... Uh, and since I know you will... You, you don't know who played in that game we watched. I do. <laughs> I'll just say that the quality of that was probably not okay. the best. Okay. Okay. So when you get to the top level, it's incredible right. to watch. It's we'll very need to watch further. Yeah, yeah. So and, and and let me just stick that in here now. You know, we are Denmark are defending world champions. So we have not only the best goalkeeper, we also have the best players in the world. You need you need your goalkeeper to have to win a game a save rate at around forty percent. So that that's a lot of shots saved. 40%. That's a lot of shots. It's 40% more than I saw. You were very unlucky. You watched the only game in the history of handball where it was 0%. That's where the star came from. And obviously, we have to reveal the identity of the footballer who's. Uh, um, who the World Cup winner? The World Cup winner. I was looking at who won the World Cup in the early 70s. Oh, that's what you've been doing, is it? I, I didn't doing. say 70s. I just said no, that he... I, and I looked, he was paid in the 70s. He was England. It was England, I said that. I was going to say, I bet he was English because it was 1966. He played yes. in 66. So who would it have been who got first paid in Denmark? If you went to Denmark from at 66, you should know that. You're English. It'll be... 
George Cohen or Ray Wilson? None of them. Oh, great. Big. Big. Jack Chowton. Mm, no, not. Ah, he might have gone at some point as well. I'm not completely sure. Yeah, Bobby Moore. Yeah. Wow. He was the first player wow, ever wow. to get paid go. in Denmark. You should be ashamed of yourself, Richard Keyes. You're right. I would, I would have you, got that from being Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> I have had so much fun. I can't tell you. Uh, I, I mean, your company during this period of time, Peter, anyway, but this opportunity. Yes, it's been great. Has been brilliant. And Denmark are still there. Yeah. Still Denmark, there. England semi final. You're Scottish, aren't you? Yes. So why would you go along that road? They're playing. They're playing. They, they're playing the Ukraine. You know. All we. I mean, you read the English Listen, media now. Peter, the, best, the best world in the world. Yeah. I mean, you I and mean, I know. They, they, if England turn up, they beat Ukraine. Yeah, I. I, I, I will go. agree. I'll go back that. to that. Denmark, agree England. That. You fancy that? You say, mate, but it's just. I spoke to my son yesterday, right? And I and I've I've you know I don't do anything. I don't teach him anything. I don't. I mean, he's a grown man. But I still just wanted to. Without asking him directly, just game the mood. Mm -hmm. Do you know how difficult this game is going to be against the Czech Republic? Have yes, you any I idea? Do. And they know. No, this was a question they, to Casper. They know. Ah. They absolutely know. We're not getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, I think this is going to be the most difficult game, most difficult game that we will have mm -hmm. in this Euro. If it's going to be the last one, it could be the last one. No. Then, then so be it, because we will then leave the tournament having played a very similar team to ourselves, very organ well organized. Yeah. Patrick Sheik up front, four goals already. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's a very impressive team. I know, <clears throat> and and I, I wanted to make sure that they are not thinking about this as an easy game no, and no. then thinking about playing England yeah. in the mm. uh, talking about the Wembley pitch or blah blah blah. Yeah. You know? And they don't, and, and they, it makes me happy. They focus Good. on this game. Uh, thank you again, Peter. Uh, the book is out next month, did you say? One? September 30th. September 30th. One. Called One. Aptly called One. Um, Keys and Grey uh, is available via whichever podcast platform yes. you download from. Yes, and if and you Keys, have Alexa, just ask her. Uh, there you go. I'm you aware, there's nothing else for me to say, is there? Can you get on Alexa? <laughs> just shout yes, Keys and Grey. Smooth Jazz Florida. Brilliant. See you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 